The Memories with My Father project is dedicated to the life of David Richens Roberry and is given to him by all his children to celebrate his 70th birthday. We hope the capturing of some of the cherished, funny, and supportive memories of our father will bring joy not only to him, but to all who listen and inspire others to capture the important memories before they're gone. Please enjoy the sixth episode in this series featuring Janae Roberry Walker, reliving memories with her dad. So, hey, this is a podcast for uh, David Richens Roberry leading up to his 70th birthday. Hard to believe it has come to this. And I'm here with the illustrious Janae Roberry Walker, all the way in Las Vegas. I'm coming to you live from Abu Dhabi, but with the fabulousness of technology, we can reach literally halfway around the world. I think it is. It's 11 or 12 hour time difference. So it really is. Yeah, it really it's like is almost literally... 10 here, almost 10 in the morning. Is it almost 10 yeah. at night there? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's almost nine because, yeah, when, when the when the times change, it's either 11 hours or 10 hours difference. But but anyway, uh, we, we digress. That's what we're here for. We're here to talk about dad and to just have a fun discussion uh, about uh, who he is, who what he has meant to us and uh, what we'll do in the future. So whether you are dad listening to this or mom or grandkids, or whoever else, uh, we hope it's a good time. So, uh, first of all, uh, Janae, would you like to say anything as we begin? Well, Dad, super happy birthday. <laughs> that's, and, and I'll give you, the, the, the last question that we talk about today will be, you know, what do you want to tell Dad for his birthday? So that's perfectly fine. So uh, we, this is uh, unrehearsed, and we're just going to get in some fun kind of back and forth like a radio interview, and we'll see, Ooh, how, that, uh, that's we'll see how that goes. It is pretty fun. So we'll do some other ones. Um, so I've thought of a few different uh, fun things to talk about, because you and I, Janae, we grew up in the same family, but given the age difference, there was a bit of a different family by the time I left. Yes, you were I there. So family you, number two. You have different <laughs> memories of dad and mom in the family than I do necessarily. Even I mean, you were always the little girl when I was there. And then yeah. I came back from my mission. I was like, whoa, look at how grown up these are. And then I went and had my own family and was busy off doing that. So this should be fun. Maybe you'll, be, uh, you'll help me understand some stuff that I, I never did uh, understand uh, or have the appreciation for. So uh, let's, let's start off with just a memory of dad when you were, when you were younger. What's, what's a special memory you have of dad just from your young years? So yeah, probably when, when I was little, a few things come to mind um, when he would, because I danced a lot when I was little, um, that I that I do remember, and re- okay, real quick aside, gone. yeah, yeah, I, I got my wisdom teeth out before I went on my mission, and I even though I got them out that day and had a hard time, I came to one of your big dance things that night go. in Denver, and I went and actually had to go and throw up in the bathroom, <laughs> but I came back and still watched you dance because my parents knew I needed to be there. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> moving forward, dance. Um, so yeah, I mean, I obviously I danced a lot when I was little, when I lived in Colorado and dad would often be the one taking me. I mean, mom would take me to stuff too, but yeah. I have this picture up on my wall where it's dad and I at, I don't know what mall it is, a mall um, doing, and I was doing my Christmas performance. I have all like my Christmas gear on for my stuff, for my performance. So I just remember him taking me to lots of those and always supporting me in that. But also another 
he would just randomly do this. It wasn't like an everyday thing, but sometimes when he'd come home from work, um, he would just sit down and play with us. So probably me and probably Christy. I don't know if Christy was there, but <laughs> I remember him playing with me. And I'm assuming Christy as well. <laughs> Yes, I was mm-hmm. self-centered. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, just getting him. I'm sure he must have been so tired. Like I think of now, like how tired Tyson is sometimes when he comes home from work and yet right. still like hanging out with the family and playing with the kids. So I remember him doing that. And that always meant a lot to me that he would take time out of his schedule. And even if he was tired and he would come and talk to us or play with us. And mm. so that was always awesome. Yeah. And so now that you're a mom and you, you kind of just said it, but now that you're a mom and you see how that you appreciate it then when you were little. And now you probably even appreciate it more knowing what it takes Right, yeah, because yeah, it really is kind of a sacrifice on his part, you know, yeah. because you don't, sometimes you probably don't want to be on the floor or giving a piggyback ride or whatever you're doing at the time. It's You know, it's okay with you because you didn't weigh anything at the time anyway. Yeah, so you, you bear it. <laughs> you know. I super light, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny dancer. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty hilarious. So what, what um, do you remember any of the, the places we went like, do you, do you have any, any memories of a place or a vacation or something like that, an outing with dad? Um, yeah, I mean, we went on multiple vacations. Like I, I have flashes of memory of our across the trip, across the, the United States trip. <laughs> do you remember, you remember the back East trip from I 1988? Have- yeah, I don't, wow. I mean, I don't remember tons, yeah. but my flashes of memory are um, that I used, I slept in that thing above the little, I will call it an alcove above the yes. drivers and the passenger right. seat. I yes, slept in the Winnebago. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it was like the windshield wipers broke or something. And you, I think it was you and dad had to get out and it was like pouring rain. Um, and you had to go fix something outside. I don't yeah. know if it's the windshield wipers. Yeah, um, we we broke down a few times. So yeah, that, but I remember times. one time specifically because it was like raining super hard, and mm-hmm. you guys had to go outside. And I remember the crazy guy with the knife. Oh, you do, in New York. I do. I remember oh. that. I'm um, not oh. like everything about it, but I remember that there was a guy and he just looked really kind of weird and he had a knife and like the lady told us to keep walking, even right. though it wasn't right. like it was not, it didn't say walk. And so I was concerned that we were walking when it wasn't saying to walk. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, those are my. Well, cause you were pretty young. Uh, what would you yeah, six I was, or something? Um, I was or almost six. six. I was five. Oh, yeah. That's pretty, pretty little. Cause Christy, I remember we had her in a stroller. Yeah, and I remember in, in Christy being City. in the stroller, and mom just told me, she's like, just hold on to the stroller, and we're going to walk super fast. <laughs> like, okay. Pay, pay no attention to the crazy man with the little pocket knife, that he, which it was. It was like this little something. Anyway, and uh, yeah, I don't even I think, remember what it looked like, but I just remember that memory of like, why are we walking when it says not to walk? And there's a kid with a knife. Like, I'm so confused. Oh, um, that's funny. But huh. we also. And you probably didn't come on this one with us because we went to Mexico a couple of different times. No, the um, only time I went to Mexico was a family reunion after I was married. Oh, okay. So that's when I was older. We went to Mexico like the first time when we lived in Colorado. And I remember I, um, that we got 
like I just played on the beach all day, you know, and I came back and people were like, are you Mexican? Because <laughs> like, that got really dark. Um, but yes. yeah, then that other, yeah, that other trip to Mexico, which was the family reunion with the Heap Abneys. Um, yes. Where we stayed in those trailers or whatever on the beach. Yeah. The we're little pretty close to there. Yeah. Beach home, if you want to call it that. And like Justin cut his, Justin and Chantel, or Justin cut his feet. Or no, did he not cut his foot? We they went were deep sea fishing. Coral. Well, we went deep sea fishing. Chantel fell asleep and got blisters all over her face. Um, <laughs> not great. Not blisters, but like cold sores basically all over her face. Yeah, right. But she forgot to cover her mouth when she fell asleep. Oh, and so Chantel also, um, <laughs> there was this guy trying to sell us rings. And she wanted this ring. And he said that if I would give him a hug, she would give him this ring for whatever, or she would, he would give her this ring <laughs> for whatever the price is. So Chantel made me hug this crazy man. And Questionable he guy. Did not smell very good, but mm. no. <laughs> did, did he give you the ring? He gave Chantel the ring. He sold it to her, yeah. Um, yeah. And I loved going deep sea fishing. I caught a fish, so that was. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, that. That was pretty fun. I remember doing that. That was, I mean, yeah. so Kim and I had been married not even a year at that point. Oh, okay. And, and, and uh, we shared a room with, who was it, Ryan or something. So that was interesting. Anyway, that's that's a whole other different story. Um, but that's okay. So let's actually, so that's it. How's, how's that for transition? We'll just go all over the place with this just because it's fun. So let's, let's, let's fast forward all the way to wedding time. How's that sound? That so what do you good. remember? What do you remember most about dad and, uh, you know, around your wedding, whether it's like advice he gave you for your wedding or what happened on your wedding day or, or if he interviewed you and Tyson or whatever. <laughs> he did. He did interview us. Yes. <laughs> After we were engaged, like I'm sure he, I know Chase does not want me to leave him here. He hurt oh, his toe. Chase, so I love you too. I'm sitting here on the ground with him. Um, but I know he talked to Tyson before, like when we were first dating, because we were in Provo um, and they had come up for conference. So he had little like, I will say, interviews with Tyson and actually Tyson's roommates, which was funny because we were all at Janet Tanner's house and they were cooking us Thai food because they all served in Thailand together. So he like he interviewed Tyson's roommate and Tyson's roommate was like... I don't even, I'm not dating his daughter. Why is he interviewing me? Because <laughs> that's like, what well, he does. Because that's what he does. And well, that's just, just get used to it. So <laughs> you're, you're welcome to leave if you'd not like to be interviewed. Um, but yeah, he also did like, we always had like a talk right before we got married too, which was oh, a little okay. awkward. <laughs> it's, it's like the talk? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We're like, okay, so give me, give me, give me some deeds of this. What's the talk like? Honestly, I, wanna, I, I don't compare. remember everything he said. Yeah. Tyson probably remembers much more because, you yeah. know, I'm like, I'm used to dad interviewing and like saying things. And anyways, Tyson's not so used to that because his dad doesn't do the same doesn't thing. Do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I just remember dad talking about birth control and Tyson was like, felt super like, Whoa. awkward, yeah. like an uneasy, right. like, why is he talking to us about this stuff? <laughs> So because he's was the just dad. Kind of yeah. he's no, the we dad. had Kim. Kim will talk to you sometime about uh, that with us. But it was we were the first ones, obviously. And so when we got engaged, uh, there was a very uh, 
deep conversation. I remember we were actually sitting on mom and dad's bed having this conversation, which was interesting. Uh, but it was, you know, it, for me, I was like, yeah, this is kind of what we do. we got to make sure. And Kim was like, oh, wow. This is weird. Uh, and yeah, this is weird. But, you know, but, you know, that's the way they care. They want to make sure it does. Right. So, so interesting. What about your wedding day? Was there anything? So, unfortunately, as you'd remember, I was not there because it uh, couldn't be. But then we came. Oh, yes. Aaliyah was born that, right? That's, I had I had some babies to, uh, to have. So, so. You know. I think she yeah. was born just right before yep. we got married. She was right, right. There. Um, so wedding day, I there you go, Chase. Um, I remember oh, specifically about dad as I just remember them like walking into the celestial or walking into the ceiling room, yeah. and he was up there, and my father-in-law was up there. Being, they were being they were the witnesses, and you know, dad just getting sentimental and what see some no. tears Our dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah. and and then after we were sealed and everybody had left the room you know they have the parents they had our parents stay with us and um so just dad and dave walker having and well with all of us but having this conversation about ancestors who had passed on that were there in the room because tyson's grandpa right. passed away before tyson was born and you know grandpa yeah when I was three months old and so just talking about how they were all there and that was a pretty special uh, feeling for them to all be there and then um oh somebody's calling um and then at the at the reception yeah it was so it was a really cool experience for all of us um you know Tyson and I were probably a little bit more preoccupied with what was happening, you know, to us at this, that specific probably. time. <laughs> um, but, but it was, yeah, it was just neat. nice to hear it, you know, that yeah, like right. they're, they're here with us and we can feel that they're here. And I remember walking in the room and yes, it was packed like physically, like it was, I don't think we could have packed another person, like physical person <laughs> into that room. It was just, because Tyson's from Vegas and we were too. So yeah, lots everybody of people came and lots up, of sure. family. Yeah, it was mostly family there on either side. Um, and I remember all, well, you weren't there, but all the other brothers Siblings standing, they let yeah. him stand by dad up by the witnesses' chairs. Oh, um, wow, cool. So, which they don't always let them do that. But, and then, yeah, so it was just cool to have that little time and talk about that before we went to the rest of our day with the reception oh, and everything. That's nice. But, um, and then the reception, well, that was, it was like the busiest reception ever. Um, so dad <laughs> made us stand in the line and I didn't want to. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. I just want to You stay. need to but greet he, your guests. But he yes. said, you have to, like, it was like a non-negotiable for him. And I was like, you okay, must. fine. Yes, indeed. We'll do it. And we had a steady stream of people the entire time. Because yes, first this sounds Tyson's, familiar. Mm. Tyson's family and like everyone that basically knew Tyson's family growing up, they all came first because it was state conference for our state, oh. Green Valley State. So they didn't come until after state conference was over, like the adult session. And oh, so just as Tyson's, I will say, crowd of people was easing up. Uh, then comes like everybody comes from ours. the Green Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Where was your, wait, your reception? 
Where was it? It at? was at our house um, on Shadowbrook. A Shadowbrook house. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But um, so I just remember thinking, like, we are never going to get a break. Like, my friend Jen had to bring us a little plate of food because we never got to sit down. And <laughs> we're just like, oh. That's just how it is. Yeah. And yeah, it was a steady stream of people until well past the time of our reception to be over. Just because. Could you please leave now? Because I, done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can I go? Because. I'm tired. I'm tired and we want to leave. Yeah. Kim and obviously Kim growing up in Vegas and us being there was a very similar experience though. We did ours at the church. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It was, you know, a lot of people, but you know, it's looking back, you go, wow, that many people care about your family. And no, oh, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was just, I was neat. like, my feet hurt. I want to sit down. <laughs> yeah, I want to But it was nice to be able to see people because, you know, I hadn't seen them for a long time with going on a mission and being at college. See, um, standing in that line wasn't so bad. Good job, Dad. So, Way to put it forward. Okay. Bad. So let's do bad. a little let's do a little good advice, bad advice. So you get to choose which one you want to talk about first. I want to know the best and 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 maybe not worst, but you know, some 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 vi- yin and yang advice that maybe Dad All has right. given you in your in your life and uh, and how that's gone. Bad advice to put jam or lingonberry or any form of jam on potatoes gross really nice. you're, you're not a fan okay yeah and I, <laughs> dad, just, dad and his lingonberries yeah mm. just the mixing together of stuff i guess is like i like jam and i like mashed potatoes and i like you know turkey <laughs> you don't like them together are you but one of those people that doesn't do you not let your food touch oh i do but oh, okay. just, not just not like that. like mm. a it's it. mostly just the jam that kind of is weirds me out. Like turkey and mashed potatoes, okay. Turkey and stuffing, okay. And bread Good. and milk. No jam on the mashed Don't potatoes. Wanna... No jam on the mashed potatoes. No bread with milk, like in a bowl. Well, oh, you're not a dipper of yeah, Dad's uh, nightly. No soggy mush. Um... <laughs> yeah, me neither. Basically, because bread yeah, and milk at the end of the night is just not good. Food bad advice. So food bad. Oh. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. So probably some of the best advice though was, I mean, I would say it's more, usually more of a spiritual nature with dad. Yeah, I right. think he gives the best, his best advice when talking about spiritual things. But, and um, just basically to live up to who you are and to be who you are and not let other outside influences change who you are, you know, yeah. That's, if I were to sum it up in just like a few words, that's what I would say his overarching advice to me was growing up. I didn't always heed it, but I got, I've got i gotten much better. So. You've gotten much better now? That's good. I can hear. Chase sounds pretty cute in the background singing his ABCs, by yeah, the way. Yeah, he's singing that's his ABCs. Very nice. Grandpa will love to hear Chase sing his ABCs. We all did that too. Huh. That's pretty cool. Um, so mom and dad came and picked you up off your mission. They right. did. Do you remember, what, what do you remember from that time with dad? Um, so I remember that, well, I had stayed an extra four weeks. So the rest of everybody in my group, they left in February, or all the sisters, I'll say, because mm-hmm. that's when the transfers were. But I was like determined to stay for the full 18 months because that was only 17 months. Oh, unacceptable. Um, yeah. I know. But, and also... That in March was when dad had, um, I believe it was spring break for 
um, for institutes. Yeah, yeah okay. there we go. For institutes. So that's kind of when they could come. And that coincided right along with my 18-month mark. Um, so they came to pick me up. And I, I remember going with my companion and the one person who we knew that had a car because almost nobody... I was in a richer area at the end of my mission. Not yeah. rich, but richer yeah. <laughs> for the rest of compared to the rest of my mission. Um, there was one person that we knew that had a car. So she ended up driving us. So I didn't have to take the bus to the mission home. Um, she ended up driving us there with all my stuff. And we had to wait there for a while. And I was getting nervous that they didn't know that they got lost because oh. my they had to fly into a different airport. They had to fly into... Um, I think the Hasifi airport, we'd have to double check with them, but, and then they had to drive a couple of hours to get to my mission home. And so I was just nervous because they don't know Portuguese. Like mom knows Spanish. Okay. But I was like, but if they get lost, nobody's going to understand how to get (laughs) their direction, like uh, what they're talking about and where they want to go. And João Pessoa is a really hard word to say if you're an American and like, I was just getting nervous. So they were a little bit late getting to me. So I was a little nervous, but then I saw them and of course they started crying. Oh yeah. As you know. Yes, I do. (laughs) Um, And I mean, we went and saw tons of people and I remember in one of the hotels, well, I'll talk about the people in just a second, but one of the hotels we stayed in, I just remember thinking how nice it was. Because just compared to, not that my living conditions were super poor, because compared to everybody else, I lived in a really nice place. But then this hotel that we stayed in was amazing. And it had hot water, which I did not have. And it had air conditioning, which I did not have. And it had windows, which I did not have. We only had like shutters. So there was no window, like no glass. No glass. I got you. Yeah. So we had windows, but they were just shutters instead of the glass being there as well. So I remember how nice it was. And it probably wow. wasn't even that so nice of a hotel. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, five <laughs> no stars, five stars. Here. Right. No five stars. But and then this other member told us another hotel to stay in. And it was just like awful. It was pretty funny. But um, he was like, oh, it's a super nice one. And mom and dad were like, uh, are yeah, you sure? <laughs> it looked like just like a Brazilian one where like the toilets and the shower are in the same spot. Yes. Yes. Basically. I, so you could, uh, it's basically like you could shower while going to the bathroom. Hey, you know, it's, it's productivity related. <laughs> um, so like always when you got out, you're like the toilet seat was all wet. There's no way you could avoid it. But right. anyways, it was pretty funny. But no, we saw tons and tons of people while we were there. Um, and of course, mom and dad were super excited to meet all of them, despite the little bit of a language barrier. Um, yeah. They were excited to guess, meet everybody. Did, did, did dad wear his suit the whole time or at least certain time? Um, I'm almost for positive. You know what? He may not have worn his suit jacket because yeah, right. um, it's so hot there that yeah. we I'm sure he wore it on Sunday. And I'm sure, but we also did in Juan Pessoa, they have a, an institute, which I never actually went to, but dad found out that there was an institute. (laughs) So we had to, you know, 
go see it. And there's a picture of us. And there was this room that they had called the love room. The love <laughs> like, room? Yeah. Like it, it said love room on it. I think it was just like for people hanging out. I don't know. I never actually went to the Institute, so I couldn't tell you what it, what kind of room it was. <clears throat> but I was guessing that it was, you know, like just like the hanging out room. Like here's foosball and here's this and that. But so we took a picture by that because we thought it was super funny that they had a love room and dad thought it appropriately named love room. So, <laughs> okay. But, wow. um, I remember we also held a, we did like a, I don't know if it was on a Monday night, but it was kind of like a, a family night, like ward night. It probably wasn't on a Monday, um, with one of my branches that I'd served in for a long time. And I had to translate for mom and dad you know, translate from English to Portuguese. Mm. And then I was translating for them every time we went to church. And I found it harder to translate from Portuguese to English than from English to Portuguese. That is like really I, weird, actually. Yeah. Huh. Like, I I remember thinking, like I, like, I could understand everything everyone was saying, whether it was in English or Portuguese. But then I had to, like, flip it in my brain for them. And I was like, I can't. I, I, mm. I sounded so weird. <laughs> So, but no, it was a lot of fun um, going around with them and seeing people who I hadn't seen for most of my mission, you know, just as I passed through a lot of different areas, um, seeing old companions and showing them just some of the, the cool people that I got to know. And then they'll probably remember this one. Our dad and mom will probably remember this one is they, um, one of the areas I was in was called Kaiko, and I served there on and off, but as a total of six months of my mission. Oh, and wow. so that's quite a bit when you're a sister. Yeah. <laughs> and in the field, six months too. And that's not including, you know. So, anyways, I was there for six months. So I got to know a lot of people there. But one of the, the guys, his name was Rafael, and his parents, he got baptized right when I first got there. So, my companion was almost, we, we called him Molly. Like she was like, I'm not sure if we're going to stay with him. Like he's, um, he's just not progressing. And there's so many other people. Like I served in a super high baptizing mission. And so there was quite a bit of pressure to find people to baptize every single week. Uh -huh. And which I know is dad like still finds amazing. <laughs> but as do I. So they've, been, yes. they've been working with Rafael for a couple months and in my mission that was like an eternity because wow. it was kind of like after a month if you like you can still stay in the area book or we may come and visit you every once in a while but we're no longer like working with you if you're not willing to because yeah, like we're moving on to other people because we're moving on because yeah. there's other people who are willing to come to church and other people who want to be baptized so we have to basically move forward. So yeah. they've been working with him for a couple months. And then I went there and I got there and didn't speak a whole lot of Portuguese, but we, she decided to do one last like prayer with him and, you know, see how he felt. And it was just a really cool experience for me personally, where the spirit was super strong and he did decide to be baptized oh, um, nice. huh. um, in the next like it was like a week later, but so at the, so at the end of my mission and he was awesome, like he helped the missionaries out a ton and he was very active and, um, had 
had lots of callings and things. He ended up serving a mission too. But um, but before I left, it was about the time for him to go on his mission or thinking about it because he was the right age and he had been a member long enough and everything. Go get it, buddy. Go get the other one. And his parents were Catholic and um, he was going to some sort of a private school. And I cannot remember who was paying for his private school because his parents were pretty poor. So I think it may have been another family member. And they did not want him going on a mission because they wanted him to, you know, finish his schooling. Because, yeah, huh? you know, poverty is super rampant, especially where I was at. And I mean, I cannot tell you how many people I met that were illiterate. Um, and so it was just like, it was a real concern for them. And they didn't, they were Catholic. So they were like, they didn't see the need and they didn't see whatever. Yeah. But his mom really liked me uh, just because I would go and talk to her and spend time with her and tried to get to know her. And even though she really, she was like, I'm never going to come to church and you know, I'm Catholic. I'm like, I know, but, yeah, but you're, you're nice. nice. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> so whatever. And we went and talked to his parents right before we were leaving. I think we were leaving the next day to go fly home or to go to Hasifi to go to the temple and I would just remember talking to his mom about the importance of serving a mission and how awesome Rafael was and how other people could really use his spirit, you know, and he could help a lot of people and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not exactly sure what I said, yeah. but I remember that dad, he's shared that story more than once with people since I've been home, mm-hmm. just the, um, how, because I had become friends with her and she trusted me despite the fact that she, you know, she wasn't a member, still not a member to this day. Um, she, they decided to let him go on his mission because I had had that conversation with them uh-huh. um, right before. So, so, so this is one of the stories dad now tells of you. I, yes. yes. I, don't, I don't know if he tells it anymore, but he used to like right when I came to. home, it was, it was told probably fr- pretty frequently, like, yeah, how awesome this is, and you you never know what what's going to happen. Yeah. Dad, Dad tends to uh, he has stories ready at the ready of all of us at any given time, either to you know help to embarrass us and or you know make a point, but with one of his children specifically, if we happen to be there, which is pretty awesome. Yes, yes, um, and they were, and they got to meet plenty of my. I had lots of like. I, I, won't, I had one really bad stalker on my mission, but the other ones, like, I got proposed to quite a number of times. Oh, how nice. When I was on my mission. <laughs> mm. You're like, and, mm, let me think about that one. I'll get back to you in two years. And, yeah, there was one in particular who I really tried to avoid him because, like, after I left the area, he started sending me emails and... It got, it got bad. And I was yeah. like, okay. So finally, we that was that same area of Kaiko where Hafaya was. And he was there, this man, this other man. And I just like, don't tell Jobson that I'm here. Because like, everyone else <laughs> in the town knew I was there. I was like, yeah. don't tell him I'm here. I don't want to talk to him. Like, it's really weird. And he won't leave me alone. And I've asked him to leave me alone. <laughs> and he ended up finding out I was oh, there. No. Oh, no. And it's awesome. That was really... Awkward, but <laughs> dad handled it okay. Yeah, All right, no problem. Yeah, and then well, yeah, because there was dad. He might tell this story too of Claudioni. It's I didn't baptize Claudioni, but um, we were friends with him, and he was a recent convert. 
And in the branch presidency, like right after he got baptized, so he got baptized when he was 18 and um, in the branch presidency. But his mom, for a long time, she wouldn't come to church. Super nice lady. So we would go visit her. And she, he had a brother who had special needs. Like he needed to be cared for 24 hours a day. Um, and so his mom's reason for not coming to church was that, you know, somebody had to watch her other son which I mean, valid. And she did not have a car. It's not like she could drive him to church or anything. Um, they would have had to walk and he didn't even have, I don't think he had a um, wheelchair or anything, but um, so super nice. And she was like, one day I'm going to be baptized. You know, it's just like not right now. And then, um, so she ended up having, and this was, I had left the area, but it was before I went home on my mission. She ended up having a dream and one of the 12 apostles was in her dream. And I cannot remember who it was now. Wow. I want to say it was like, oh, dang it. I have to go back and look at my, th- my stuff. But she had this dream and he, w- and he called her sister in the dream. And she knew enough about her son being a member of the church that she knew that that meant that you were a member of the church. Mm. And she was like, oh, but I'm not baptized. And he's like, don't worry, you will be. <laughs> and she would watch conference with it. Like she would come to at least one session of conference because we had it at the church. And so Claudioni would watch his brother and she would come. And in one of those sessions, whatever, whoever the apostle was, I believe was called that session or something like that. Like it was something crazy where she was like, Hey, or he talked, maybe it wasn't, he was called. He was, he talked that session. And she was like, Hey, that's the guy from my dream. And she told her son and he was like, Mom, do you know who that is? Like, yeah. this is insane. And so she was baptized shortly thereafter. But um, mm. just like super cool people, lots of really stalwart people. And I know that they had that mom and dad had a blast. Yeah. Um, because, well, you, you know, they're also very fun. Like, Brazilians are loud and they're fun and they like to have a good time and they you know, love to have parties and get togethers. So it's just kind of like a really fun place uh, for me to be because it kind of fit with my personality and then to have mom and dad come and see that. And it was, yeah. Part of your life. Yeah. I mean, there must've been really interesting for dad and mom to go around to all of our different missions. They were pretty different when you look across the seven of us where we were, not just the languages, but the cultures and, and, uh, and being a part of uh, that experience with us. I look forward to doing that, uh, hopefully as well with mine. We'll see how that uh, how that comes with uh, with that. Do you, what are your do, what's your earliest memory of dad? Do you, um, do you have any flashes of when? Like I remember myself on a tricycle once in Ogden, and dad was there with me. But I, I don't know how old I was, but pretty young. Do you have any so early my, flash memories? My very first memory. Um, was when we were go that I remember anyways, is that when we were going through the Colorado temple open house. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I would have been, I was under, I think I was under four because it, mom said she was still pregnant with Christy. Um, okay. So I was either close to four or just under four. And I remember the dress I was wearing. In fact, I found it because mom gave it to me. It's like this. Yeah, great I think that was 1986. Dress. Yeah, so Christy was born December of 86, so it would have been earlier that year. I don't know when. So I was either three or four, depending on when the open house was. Um, And I remember them 
I had, they were putting the white booties on my shoes and I yeah. was like, they wouldn't stay on. And just, I remember yeah. that we were going into the temple and that's, re- that's all I remember. Like, I actually don't remember being inside the temple. Um, but going in, but I remember going in and I have this weird, like, I usually remember what I'm wearing thing. I don't know why, <laughs> But, like I can tell you that I, and I have the dress upstairs, the exact dress that I was wearing when I went through the temple, like the Colorado temple. So. Wow. So but, your first memory of your childhood is going to the temple. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. my that's goodness. probably my earliest one. And then after <laughs> that, like I have flashes of like when I was, cause I started dance when I was four, I, I did a little ballet class and I remember being in that ballet class as well. Those are kind of my very young. Oh, cute. All right. So um, what, what is the, uh, give me something embarrassing. What's like the most embarrassing thing that dad ever did for you besides interviewing your husband uh, and, and his friends <laughs> and having, and having, having, the, the having talk. talks with them? Yes. Maybe that's it. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that was pretty, I mean, it wasn't as embarrassing for me. So I would say I was, I was okay, but <laughs> Tyson was more embarrassed than I was. Um, one of the most embarrassing things that they would do to me when I was in high school was they would say, um, to my friends who were driving me around, okay, well watch out because you have precious cargo in the car. Yeah. And (laughs) and so like every time I left with any friend, whoever it was, boy or girl, it was like, okay, be careful with this precious cargo. And I was like, oh, geez, just <laughs> I'm stop. old enough, let me alone. <laughs> um, yeah. Did your friends ever razz you about that? Or oh, they just... still do. In fact, oh, nice. I have my friend Jen from high school still is like, there, she says a couple things to me. Oh, you have, you're such precious cargo. We got to be careful. And <laughs> I just love your bones so much. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes, that is passing on. They would also Future say generation. that to me all the time. My friends were like, what? What does <laughs> that so mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. We do that now. I mean, that's that's something that's carried over for us into our family. Um, so my friends speaking- would then say, they would make fun of me and be like, I love your guts and your bones. Yeah, well, so. which is where my kids go too. I don't. Well, I don't love your, you know, this. I, I only love your bones, right? I don't love anything else about you. Something like that. Silly kids. So, speaking yeah. of kids, how has Dad been an influence on your kids, on your children? Now that uh, you are m- mother awesome. of many, it's been. I mean, they always know. They love spending time with Grandma and Grandpa. Mm-hmm. And love when they come over and they'll read with them and they'll talk about their day. Like just, I will say like the normal things, like they just really like when they come around and are here. And then one thing in particular is that Reed wanted to learn how to play baseball. So oh, okay. I yeah. like gave him a big fat no on him joining a baseball team. Because mm-hmm. I just could not, like, do the time commitment. It yeah. is like a nine-month time commitment, and they have games multiple times a week, and the games are really long. Like, I was, I told them no. Um, okay. But I, so I mentioned it to Dad. I'll get her, buddy. I mentioned it to Dad, and he was like, oh, well, I would love to, like, come and teach him how to play baseball. 
So he wow, came for Christmas cool. one year. He gave Reed some baseball stuff. So like a, we got him a glove and he went with grandpa and picked out a bat and some balls. And for almost, it was a couple months where dad would come over every week, every Thursday, and he would teach Reed how to play baseball. Um, so, and then dad has this special baseball book that he has and it's actually still on the top of Reed's. Oh my goodness. She's waking oh, up. Is that's all right. There we go. Hello, precious. I know we have some construction oh. going on in our neighborhood right now. So it's kind mm -hmm. of nap times are like. Kind yeah, of being woken up. <laughs> because oh, it's okay. Loud. Don't uh, worry. Grandpa will love to hear babies on the podcast. I know. Perfectly fine. So he has this baseball book. And. Uh, And he lent it to Reed, and it's still on Reed's bookshelf. And he gave him little assignments of like what to read because Reed wanted to know about baseball. And this book is all okay. about the history of baseball. Oh, wow. So, okay. And it's like his little special book, I guess, that mom gave it to him when, when, uh, for one of his birthdays one year or something like that. So I just know that like Reed loved that time with him and it was you could see dad like just light up when he's like oh he wants to learn how to play baseball like yeah i yeah. love baseball and i am that one who loves baseball sorry dad i just like i just never, don't really like it so i was like this is perfect and Please it was going, like, yeah. a nice little you know just bonding moment for them over something that i know dad really loves and he wants to pass on but i was like so just kind of like a perfect thing for both of them. Oh, that's to, precious. To so. He can he can have that forever. Yeah. Reed, him and his grandpa can go throw a ball. He'd, he'd love to do that anytime. He did it when we were little, and then none of us really went very far with baseball either because <laughs> things, you know, and just it wasn't our thing. But I know it was dad's thing when he was younger. Yeah. It was, you know, that well, used to be still... the sport. He yeah. still talks about it like, oh, yeah, over the summer, we would have little baseball teams, like basically kind of like the Sandlot, you know, just kind of like pickup games. Like they would go play. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wish it was still like that. But it's yeah, just that. not like that anymore because <laughs> yeah. that would be awesome. But yeah, so awesome. just they love it when he comes to our house and we do um, we do monthly family dinners. So, oh, how nice. love that. Um, but also, so at this last reunion, I didn't go because I just had Clara. Mm -hmm. And Chase stayed here. Tyson didn't know if he could take off work. Anyways, it was this weird situation, so Tyson couldn't go. Mom and Dad ended up taking our older three. They took Reed, Eve, and Aria to the family reunion. And my wow. kids That's talk big. about that. They, well, when they came home, they talked about it every day, multiple times a day. Do you remember when we were in West Virginia and we did this and we did that? And they still talk about it every single week, or if not multiple times a week, about how fun it was and that grandpa took them to Shoney's and Shoney's. they got to, got to play this yeah. park while grandpa was napping in the car. And they, like, so they, it's their memories, right? Yeah. Yeah. They cool. absolutely had a blast and were so, like, it was so nice for them to have, you know, a little bit of time. And I was like, even though I couldn't go and Tyson couldn't go, 
they were able without to. mom and dad, just with the grandparents. I think that actually made it better for them. <laughs> right. That we weren't there. So it's just like their fun memories and um, that they got to make. So, huh. That's really neat. I didn't realize that had all happened. That's because uh, obviously we weren't able to go to that either. But um, yeah, that's really pretty cool. Hopefully, it's something they've captured. So when they're on their podcast uh, twenty years from now, uh, trying to share memories for it with their stuff, it'll be one of those things that comes up. Yeah, probably. Cool. They talk about yeah. it enough where I'm assuming that they're <laughs> keep talking about it. So it's ingrained in their mind. Yeah. So um. Um, can you keep talking for a bit? I have a few more questions I'd love to yep. ask you, but I know you got Claire and whatnot. Okay. Um, no, she's all right. She, she just needed to wake up. And now she's happy. She just... Oh, oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> um, so you've been through some tough times in your life. Yes. More, more recently, as well as perhaps some more in the past. Is, yeah. Um, how has dad been supportive of you through, through that stuff? Um, well, I will say dad has always been supportive of me as a person, um, regardless of, because sometimes the, the hard times were bad choices I had made <laughs> and sometimes sure, right. it was no fault of my own, just hard trials. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but regardless of, I will say the choices I was making or what was happening, um, I've always known that dad believes in me. And that he knows that I, even if I'm maybe not making the best choices at the time, that I can and that I have a lot of potential. And so it was one of those things I always knew that he believed in me um, mm-hmm. as a teenager. And that, that meant a lot because I think there were many, many times as a teenager where I didn't really believe in myself, you know, where... Oh, okay. So um, you needed somebody there for you. Yeah. So it's, and it's not even anything i don't i don't think there was this necessarily specific times where i can be like oh yeah this is the day where he said that but it was just like this feeling like you always knew he was there and even if he didn't approve like he still loved you um feeling you know and so it's like if i got in trouble by dad i always knew that it was my fault because (laughs) like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> you're right dang it i can't ah. be mad at you even though i'm mad right now because i got in trouble Girl. i can't be mad at you because i know you're right and <laughs> um but more recently as you know i struggled with mis- multiple miscarriages and things like that um and with that coming like along with those miscarriages i was like going through grief cycles because of that and then having just periods of time where I felt like I was it's like you just kind of feel like things are dark not that it's like you're true you're doing all the right stuff you know it's like I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing um turns out you know there was a couple of things like food wise that I should have changed but also that my adrenal glands weren't functioning and like i was looking searching for answers for why i was having miscarriages and all these things trying to keep a positive attitude but that's sometimes really hard um but i just remember dad especially with this the first miscarriage that i have just like crying um and i'm not a huge crier um i will say dad probably cries way more than i do um personalities but um just, I just remember how heartbroken he was um, over it 
And it was comforting to know that other people felt that way for me. Um, especially my daddy, like it was always really important to him. And he like every day would call and be like, so how are you doing today? What's going on? And, you know, sometimes I would say fine. And I really wasn't fine, but it was just the fact that he was checking up on me. Um, you know, that was very comforting, even if I was having a hard time. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, but there was something else just popped to mind. So I think dad will like appreciate this one. But um, when I had Aria and she at like at two months hadn't gained, she had pretty much stopped gaining weight. So I started freaking out and, you know, I was just really worried. She was, she'd only gained two ounces in one month and then she wasn't gaining weight. And um, Tyson was gone on a, a hunting trip. And so I was by myself with three kids and Reed was, you know, barely three and Eve was almost two. And then there was Aria and I was just like, I just had lost it. And so I called dad and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is what's happening. And he just jumped in the car and cause we were in DC at the time or we were in Northern Virginia. They were in DC and he came over and gave her a blessing. Um, and it was just so comforting. Like it didn't go away right away, you know, and it was still, we had some hard moments still ahead of us with her, but it was just really comforting to know that number one, he's willing to do it and he's worthy to do it. Um, but it's just like hit who he is, you know, that yeah, right. he wants to support families and he loves me and he loves her. And especially because Tyson wasn't there, you know, he's just came right over and, you know, gave her a blessing and then sat with me for a while. And so it was just something I will always remember. So. Oh, well, that's neat. That's cool. Yeah. And that, that, that epitomizes dad, right? That's, that's yeah. who he is. That's what he's done with all of us and with all yeah. of our kids. And, uh, why he gets a little misty around the grandkids oftentimes because yes, he, he sees does. that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It must be humidity, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vegas humidity. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He say it tends to be humid everywhere when that happens. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that is. Huh. That's funny. Huh. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah, he, he does a lot of that. Um, are there any other you know, important things that dad has taught you in your life that uh, you want to touch on? Well, there's, I mean, he's taught me lots of stuff. It's hard to, it's hard to say, oh, this is the one thing he taught me because I feel like there's lots of different lessons. And as I get older, you realize how many more lessons you were taught because you're going through it as a parent. Um, But I think with dad, it was always... Like, I always knew that he was trying to be right with the spirit and, you know, doing the things that he needed to do to stay close to the spirit, studying your scriptures and um, worshiping at church and personal prayers and temple attendance and all the things that I w- we hear frequently, you know, that we need to be doing, um, especially as I'm just coming off of conference yesterday <laughs> like yeah, we need right. to attend the temple we need to do this we need to do this um i just know that he's always strives to do those things and that's in part why he has stayed close to the spirit and stayed you know close to his heavenly father and so that's i think his example for me 
has been spoken louder than any words. I mean, he said lots of words too, but um, seeing that he's doing the things that he's asking us to do yeah. um, is a big is a big thing. And as I'm a mom and asking my kids to do things, uh, whether it be spiritual or picking up the house or whatever. Um, it's like, well, I kind of have to reflect, am I doing that myself? Like, am I reading my scriptures? Am I doing the things that will help them to know that I, I am, I know what I'm asking them to do is the right thing to do because I am doing it. And I always knew that dad was doing those and still is doing those things, um, that he has asked us to do. Um, we actually had, this was a couple of years ago when Justin lived here too, and dad for his birthday wanted his kids and their spouses but there were no grandkids invited to this little i will say i will call it a party um party. Mm. wasn't super a party i mean not your typical type of party but adult party uh so he invited us over to their little apartment and and um he basically talked about we went through the scriptures and talked about making your calling an election sure and he gave us some papers on it and then wow. we i know so it was like not yeah so it was really yeah. awesome and then he showed this video of elder faust um i don't think he was president faust then because it was when i was in high school he came to las vegas and it was basically a thing for the youth and in that little talk elder faust basically said that he's seen the savior and gave a short testimony of him um and i remember that when i was a teenager like i remember going to that and so and then dad showed it at this little party of his and had asked about because i i remember being there so he asked me about it first and then we watched it together and so it was just a really cool thing another neat experience because that's how concerned he is for us that we're making those decisions where we can you know receive our calling an election and that it can be made sure and so i i can't I'm trying to remember what year that was but yeah i was just that's i will guess i will say like a, a typical dad like that's his version of a of a birthday party is that he has his kids there and he's talking about spiritual things with them and the things that matter most to him and so that kind of i think that was like just very typifying of the type of man he tries to be and he's not perfect you know none of us here are perfect yet but he really tries hard and for me that has always i've always seen how hard he tries and even if he's not quite there like none of us are that he has those are his goals and his aspirations and he tries his best to to get there so that's neat yeah that's one of the neatest things i've heard I wish I could have been there for that, but uh, let's just say I've been there for others. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the only time dad does that. He uh, does. And, and what's neat for me too, is he's, he doesn't just do that with his kids. Right. I yeah. mean, when I growing up, I, I basically was like, well, I basically share my dad with like thousand other kids Yeah, because he goes and he teaches them and he does all this stuff and he was gone a lot, but it was because either, either in all his callings that he had or in his, work, which was kind of a calling too, you know, however you want, yeah. whatever seminary teacher is, um, that was just what he did, um, and yeah. influenced so many lives that way. And 
yeah, that's that was perfectly fine. So I think that that is about the best way to to wrap it up. But would you like to say any any last words for dad for his 70th birthday? Oh, sure. Well, happy birthday, dad. It's exciting to know that you're 70 and, you know, you're almost double my age. So that's cool. (laughs) But uh, I just want you to know that I love you and I appreciate the dad you are and also the, the grandfather that you are to my kids because they love having you around and I love watching you with my kids. Um, it's one of my favorite things actually is to, when you guys come over or we're over at your house and you're playing with them or talking to them, finding out about their day and what they're doing. Um, it just means a lot to me as a mom. So I hope you have a super happy birthday and I'm excited for, I don't know, all that is left in store in your in, in your life. So happy birthday and I love you. 